welcome to the Living in the Yum podcast. I'm your host, Emma Garrison with Balance and Bliss Coaching. We will uncover ways to break through those limiting beliefs and stand in the power of you. Each week, the Living in the Yum series brings innovative, thought-provoking, and actionable content to help you gain clarity, alignment, and connection with your soul and heart. It's time to take action. Take an authentic stand for yourself and unapologetically live more into the young every single day. Are you ready? Here we go. Oh my gosh, this is so fun and so exciting and so nerve wracking. All at the same time, I am here by myself for the first time ever. And I'm stoked to share this with you guys. This is a topic that's been, um, I don't want to say weighing heavy on my heart because it's not, it's not a heavy matter. It's just a, holy shit, I've never thought of that matter. You know what I mean? And that topic um, is polarity. I just recently had the amazing opportunity to go speak to a women's group called Evolve here in the Los Angeles area. And we got really deep about polarity. And through that conversation, I realized like we are not having the conversations. Like I think it, I, I experience it happening in my brain and because of my patterning and my conditioning, I assume everybody else already knows it. Um, and that's something that showed up for me a long, for a long time. I've always had sort of this complex of, um, I'm not intelligent or I'm the last to know, or I play a lot of those stories in my head that, um, that have not served me in some ways and have really served me in others. But one of the ways that it hasn't served me is really, um, allowing myself to recognize that some of this content, some of this happening in my head is not out in the world yet. And we get to experience that together. And it's a gift to society and humanity and to each other to be presenting what's going on in our brains to one another. You know what I mean? Um, that was a little bit of a tangent, but I just want to be really clear, like, you've got all this too. It's happening in your brain, and you get to share it also. So embrace it. Drop the ego stories. You could, you get to turn that off and not listen to the you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not whatever enough, whatever story you're playing in your head. You get to drop it. But that's a topic for another day. <laughs> um, so today I want to talk about polarity. And, and here's the thing. Um, I want to start with this concept of mind mapping, which is a neuro-linguistic programming tool. I am a master um, certified practitioner in NLP. And there are some missing components, which is why I sprinkle in what I do sprinkle in with my NLP programs and all of the coaching that I do as well. But one of the really effective um, thought patterns and realizations from NLP is that our brains are trained, conditioned, programmed to experience the world in a certain way. And here's how that happens. We have over 11 million bits of data coming at us per second. Our conscious mind can only take in about 50 bits per second of those 11 million. 
That is not a lot. I'm no mathematician, but that is, those are some low statistics. Um, and, and here's, here's why that's important because our brain does its best to take the data that our senses are taking in, whether that's your energetic body or your eyes, nose, ears, mouth, feel, touch, whatever it is, our brain is doing its best to take that data in and then make sense of it. And the way in which the brain does that is by taking the incoming data and comparing and contrasting it to all of our previous experiences. It's almost, and this is why we call it a mind map, because it's your mind mapping against previous experiences, things that it's happened. It's how you know that that red metal sign um, with the white characters on it means to stop means to slow down, means to pay attention. There could be a kid crossing the street, means to, I don't want to get a ticket, so I'm going to stop at the stop sign, means to slowly put your foot on the brake and maybe roll through it, Um, right? We all have a different interpretation of what that sign means. And uh, in general, we all know that it means to stop. So that's just a baby example of how our mind mapping works and how it can go in all different ways. Um, The reason that this is important for this conversation of polarity is because when our brain is looking at the data that's coming in, comparing and contrasting it to previous experiences in our lives, it also deletes, distorts, or generalizes whatever is coming in to then fit inside of a past experience to make sense of it. So that means of the 11 million bits per second that are coming at us, and then the conscious mind only grasping onto 50 bits per second that's coming at us, of those 50 bits, we are deleting and distorting and generalizing of what is coming in. And so, I mean, that fraction is even smaller than the 50 bits to the 11 million bits per second, which is crazy. And this matters because when we think about polarity and the labels that are showing up and how our subconscious language is shifting our experience every freaking day, we get to know that that polarity, those labels, the subconscious language is shifted from a teeny tiny baby sized fraction of reality of the real data that's out there, the capital T truth, right? Because everything that's happening in our brain is contoured up. It's made up. Whether you believe it's fact or not, you your brain is creating the dialogue, is creating the story of anything and everything that you're experiencing, which I know, I know can be a triggering statement to say, um, and it's real. We create the meaning for everything, everything in our lives. We create the stories about everything in our lives. And when we are not aware of that, it starts to dictate how we do life. And we run on autopilot, which is how I would say at least 89% of the world. I mean, don't quote me on that. I'm making this up off the top of my head. 89% of my world runs on autopilot. And 
is that effective or ineffective? That's up for you to decide and how you choose to live. For me, I don't find it to be effective because when I'm on autopilot, I'm making choices based on based on past experience and past patterning. Um, I'm making decisions based on my wounded ego, not on a soul connection, not on alignment, not on what is right and what is capital T true for the life that I want to live. Is this landing? I want to be clear. This is something that gets to be really empowering. And when we take back that quote unquote power of, ooh, I get to get really freaking aware and then make powerful choice, choices, the awareness drives the choice and the choice drives the freedom. I don't know about you guys, but I am like here in this life for freedom. And I don't mean the type of freedom where like, I can do whatever the hell I want, but I get to create freedom internally of, I get to live in, sit in, be in, live with who I am and know that it's aligned. That for me is freedom. That's like a hell yes for me. Woo. Okay. We got a little tangenty there again, but I can't help it. It's just, I'm so passionate about this work of shifting from the autopilot running on old past patterns and behaviors and and consciously choosing to change them because it's so impactful and it has totally changed my life and the way that I show up in the world. So getting able to get that message out is really important to me. It's part of my mission and boom, I guess I had a lot to say on that. (laughs) Um, Okay, so back to polarity. So we talked about mind mapping. Our five senses collect that data, goes to the brain. The brain then decides what do we do with this? And it's going to delete, distort, generalize to squish it into a previous experience to make sense of the data coming in. And this is like, um, this isn't something that we can change or something that we can control. It's just something that we can be aware of and then choose how to respond accordingly. Um, and, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with this. We all function this way. It's a matter of security, safety, making quick decisions, um, understanding the world. It's, it's, perfectly perfect just the way it is and we get to choose if that's the space we want to live in or what we want to do with those assumptions that our brain is making based on previous patterning so we create meaning to everything by doing this and the key word is create right our heads create these labels um, or we hear the labels given to us from somebody else Examples of labels might be, um, I mean, it could be literally anything. I was just at a podcast launch for my girl, Larkin Bell. She is running the female lens. I think it's a female lens. If you want to look it up podcast with her good friend, it's amazing. Check it out. Um, and when we were there, it's like, I was the only non film person. And it was interesting to witness the polarity of this is how you live. This is how you be. This is who you are if you're in the film world. And this is how I must be if I am a life coach. And this is how I must be if I am a soccer player. And this is how I must be if I am a philanthropist. We subconsciously create ways in which it is okay and not okay to behave and act based on these labels. And again, this is a subconscious pattern. This is like, oh, I can't do that. I'm a, I'm a professional. 
Mm, a professional doesn't swear. That's not for me, which by the way, I'm very much living into this right now because, um, I just came off of a weekend with Preston smiles and Alexi pianos. And one of the first things they said was like, we're the most unprofessional people you'll meet. And I love that because it sets the tone for freedom in my opinion, because professionalism is one of the labels slash boxes that I have closed myself into. And what does a professional person do or not do? And then how do I show up that way? Versus I can be professional and still say fuck. What? How about that? I can still be a master at my craft. I can still know and be intuitive and experience life with my clients and still say fuck. How about that? Hmm. So another really strong example of this is the good girl. So when we were growing up, we were essentially trained how to behave and act in order to receive love, acceptance, security, safety, etc., etc. So we learned this as children through trial and error, and then those learnings set up our patterning for life. Isn't that crazy? So most of our thought patterns were established before the age of 13, which is freaking mind-blowing because I wouldn't trust my 17-year-old self to be making life decisions for me right now, but she does. 13-year-old me is making life decisions for me right now. Five-year-old me is making life decisions for me right now based on what I learned at that age and what belief I created and then allowed it to become ingrained. So here's an example of that. Growing up, I was taught good grades, being nice to your brother, making your bed, doing your chores. Those are high fives. Yay. Oh my gosh, you're such a good girl. We're so proud of you. That was amazing. The performance aspect was, I will behave well in life. I will be nice. I will do the right thing. I will do my chores, everything that I'm supposed to do. Are you catching this language here? Um, That is what I learned as a kid would gain me love, acceptance, safety, security from mom and dad. And there's nothing wrong with that. Each of us have... Um, this label characteristic way in which we learn to receive love. Some For some people, it's like the rebel. Maybe I couldn't do anything to get love and acceptance and safety and security except for act the hell out until somebody paid attention to me, right? There's different um, guidelines around this. Maybe it was um, dad hit you as a kid and you learned that by being the strong one and taking a stand for yourself, maybe in your room by yourself, that's how you got love and acceptance and safety and security because you were showing up for you in that way. And you learned, I don't need anybody. I've got me and me is all I have. Right. And then how does that show up today in relationship, in friendship, in your work life, in your spiritual life, because it's going to play out everywhere, including your finances, by the way. Um, These patterns show up and spread out in every which way in our lives. And again, there's no judgment with this. There's no good, bad, right, wrong, how to, you know, not mess your kid up. Because newsflash, 
every human, every adult human that I've encountered has experienced trauma in one degree or another. Right? So pick your poison. They're life lessons for us and it's how we get to experience this world and and what we get to peel back and, and understand. So again, no judgment here. But we get to dive deep, take a look, see how these patterns show up because then that awareness, <laughs> that awareness, that creates choice. Oh, I'm witnessing my good girl patterning come up. I'm witnessing myself want to do the quote unquote right thing because, oh my God, I would never not do the right thing. That's not what a good girl does. And right, these conversations are not having, we're not having them consciously. This is all happening layers and layers and layers down. So getting a chance to peel back and understand when you're showing up and saying, oh, I'm going to do the right thing. That's your good girl talking. That's your ego working to protect you, keep you safe, keep you loved, keep you accepted. And what would it be like if you took a stand for yourself as a grown-ass adult, knowing what you want in this world and saying, hmm, maybe not speaking my truth, maybe not standing up to authority, maybe that's not serving me. Maybe that's not how I want to be in this world. Because you see, for me, the good girl patterning included you don't disagree with authority. Mom and dad says it. You say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Actually, to any adult for that matter. Shout out to uh, Mississippi youth primitive years. It was my experience that growing up, if you questioned authority or disagreed with authority's opinion, you keep your lips zip. And I, I hear that and I think, oh my gosh, my parents were not, you know, super strict, crazy people, but that was the belief system that I created based off of what I trial and errored growing up. And here's how that has showed up in my life. I've not spoken my opinion a lot, um, until the last couple of years and little things like my dog eats socks and it's a big problem. And I work so hard to create the solution so that other people aren't burdened by it. For example, my girl Sophia stayed with me um, at my house and she left her suitcase unzipped just a little bit with her socks tucked in. And she said, this will be good, right? He won't get into them. I was so unsure or unwilling, I should say, to say to her, no, we need to zip the suitcase all the way up. Because I didn't want to disturb her. I wanted to be the nice girl. I wanted to be a good host, a nice southern host. And in turn, do you know where that led me? A 1.30 a.m. trip to the 7-Eleven down the street to pick up some hydrogen peroxide to make my dog throw up the socks that he ate. Oh, and by the way, not so hospitable for my guests because guess what? My dog just ate her socks and now she has no socks to wear. So she'll have to use mine. <laughs> right? So it's like these tiny little things that we experience that most of the time we're running on autopilot and they just pass us by. But it shows up everywhere. The labels and the polarity of what one does and doesn't do. My subconscious thought patterning in that moment as I reflect back was I want my guest to be comfortable. I don't want to burden her. 
And what did I jeopardize in doing that? My dog got really sick. I had a really bad night of sleep. And I'm sure my guests had a really bad night of sleep too. So it's like, was that the best choice for me? No, that is called running on autopilot in an ineffective way. So think of how this shows up in your life in bigger ways, right? How am I showing up at work in my career? How am I showing up in relationship with my spouse based on these polarities, based on these labels that we either manifested and created ourselves based on our patterning and what we learned as small kids or based on what external resources, people, validations have confirmed uh, for you. I want to give just one last example here on um, the polarity concept, one that we talked about at the women's group, Evolve, which is um, (laughs) something that's I don't know that I would say it's political right now, but it's definitely polarizing, which is this feminist movement, which is so damn amazing. And I'm here for it. And I love it. Please hear me. What it also is showing up as in life is um, it's creating a lot of strong, badass, independent women who don't need no man. I know there are some of you listening to this right now that are like, oh, shit, that's me. And you know what? That's amazing. And there's beautiful parts of that. But guess what? It's cutting off our ability to receive as women. It's cutting off our ability to allow a man into our sphere to love on us. It's cutting the passage off altogether rather than opening and experiencing. So it's this it's this crazy patterning and jumping back and forth and jumping all around. So here's the thing. Here's what I would ask you to take a look at. How is this showing up in your life? What self-talk do you hear when you experience this label? What unintended consequences are you subscribing to by polarizing, meaning good, bad, right, wrong, with this identity? How might you not be showing up to play 100% because you're constrained by these labels, right? I mean, it's crazy. So let's talk about some examples of, of some labels. And as I share these, keep in mind, these are not like an end-all, be-all list. These are some common ones. Um, that I've experienced myself, some that I haven't experienced myself. Also know that we all kind of flow in and out of these labels at some point. Um, but try to pay attention to your most dominant. Just focus on one or two areas for now and see what shows up. So here are some common labels. Create your own if you like for this process. Um, that's great too. So one might be the strong one. This is someone who doesn't show their emotions because they're always here for everybody else and they're standing firm. They might be um, independent. They are here to play the game. They don't show vulnerability or quote unquote weakness. Another might be the good girl, which we talked about earlier. I'm here to 
be nice and kind and um, as the polygamists in the FLDS call it, keep sweet. <laughs> Guys, I love me some polygamist TV documentaries. It's so bad. Um, the smart ones. This is someone who's always intelligent. They always have the right answer. Um, ways that they might not show up is if they don't know the answer or think that there's an inkling that they might be wrong, they don't share. They don't partake. Um, this person probably got really rewarded growing up uh, when they received good grades or when they contributed to a conversation in a really insightful way. <gasps> Yay, good job, right? Um, the independent one. This is someone who stands on their own and can do it by themselves. I don't need anybody in this world. I will take care of me. The funny one. This is someone who brings up humor. Maybe this is a mask, I know for me, it's like the strong one and the funny one. Those have been my two labels at play. Also the good girl a little bit, um, actually a lot of it for sure. But the funny one, how is that overtaking or not allowing you to express fully? The rebellious one, we talked about this a little bit. This is someone who didn't have a chance to experience love unless they really showed up and were playing. And, um, <laughs> and by playing, I mean like, not behaving, right? That's the only way they receive love. The pretty one. So this is, yay, you did a good job when you look super cute. Or those are the prettiest blue eyes I've ever seen. You dictate that this is where your worth is. The overachiever. Wanting to go above and beyond and really exceeding in life. Or quote unquote succeeding, depending on um, where you come from with that. The granola or saving the earth one. Oh man, I am here to change the planet and humanity and I love the earth and our quantum experience and recycle and compost and have my own garden. Um, this might be tied to like wanting to feel different than everybody else. So being the outcast even, sometimes I see those two linked together. The quiet one, so someone who was taught growing up, you sit there and be, my friend Heather always says, this is so funny, she's always like, children are to be seen, not heard, and um, just such a hoot, that might create a quiet one. So the questions, the three questions that I would encourage you to ask yourself, number one, what two, choose two, labels do you identify the most and why? It might be helpful to journal this out. Um, question number two is how do they show up in your life and what self-talk do you hear when this label comes up? What is it that's playing in your head? What language do you hear? So when I was sharing about good girl, the thing that comes up is a good host would never ask her to zip up her bag because that's an inconvenience or, um, a respectable person would never disagree with authority and I, I better keep my opinion to myself because that's not what a that's not what a good girl does right number three what unintended consequences are showing up in service to this label so again this comes into that polarity like what are you making good bad right wrong how is it holding you back what is it not allowing you to do so once you're done with that we get to switch gears, get that curiosity, allow the awareness to flow through so that you can create choice. 
And remember, the awareness and the noticing is cause for celebration, not judgment. So this is not to be here like, oh my God, I can't believe all of these things that I haven't done or missed out on, or how could I have been so stupid? Or how could I not have shown up for my dog and like put his health before my hospitable needs as for my house guest, right? It's like, no, 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 no. We're not here to bash on ourselves. We're here to just notice. We're here to just be aware. So once you have um, answered those first three questions, I'd encourage you to, to switch gears a little bit and now say, okay, what do I choose? And what belief do I want to lean into with this label? Because here's the thing. There's a lot of effective qualities to these labels too. These labels have supported us in getting to where we want to get real dang quick in a lot of ways. So what of this belief do you want to hold on to? What of this um, label do you want to lean into and keep more of? And then on the contrary, what belief do you want to lean away from with this label? What is not serving you with this label? How do you want to show up differently now that you have the awareness? What do you choose? What do you choose? And again, no good, bad, right, wrong here. It's just getting aware and then and then leaning into the fluidity of, okay, how do I want to play different? How do I want to take a stand for myself? And it's awesome and amazing because that choice, the choice creates freedom for you, which is yummy as hell. There are 9 billion ways that we can dissect this. There are 9 billion, trillion, gajillion labels that we kind of box ourselves into all of the time, all over the place. And all that I ask is that you get aware of it and not hold the judgment. Get excited about the noticing and the awareness. When you feel like you're getting too serious, give a little quack, quack, like make yourself quack when you're like, oh, how could I have done this? And then I guarantee you, if you say quack after that, it'll lighten your mood a little bit. Tricks the trade, man. Love them. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so celebrate the awareness and the noticing. That is the first step to freedom. True, like true, deep, authentic, in your soul, in your bones, in your nervous system freedom. Because then it gives you the choice. We can't change what we do not know, but we can change what we do know. And we can retrial and error and repattern our brains to serve us in a way that is more effective. Because guess what? Your 20-year-old self, your 30-year-old self, your 40-year-old self, your 50-year-old self, this self knows way more than you knew at the age of 13 and under when you were creating these belief patterns and thought patterns that are now wired into your brain that you live by subconsciously every damn day. So guess what? You get to recreate that. And that, my friends, is a gift. If you have loved this conversation, shoot me a DM, share this podcast, um, let's get the conversation going because I think this is powerful as hell and we get to really take a stand and live into that. So yeah, amazing. All right, guys, take care. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this week's episode or any episode of living in the Yum podcast, please show it some love on whatever platform you use. 
Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your neighbors. I work with clients in one-on-one settings all around the world and have group programs available as well. Let's get connected. Contact me at emma.m.garrison on Instagram or sign up for a discovery call at www.balanceandblisscoaching.com.